0: Good evening everyone welcome to this the legion of myth weekly live stream hey cheers i am your host alex garthon marsh with me is fred heathendog grissimer and rick elgarian hart
1: hello everyone
0: hi there how are you gentlemen doing today
1: we're doing well thank you
2: oh yeah doing great
0: That didn't sound honest. That sounded like, I'm doing great. Why? Why, you want to say something? That didn't sound like positive.
2: (laughs) I'm tired. I went to bed at 2 a.m. last night. I decided to watch Civil
0: War again. Ah, yeah. That's a good film. It is. I really like it. Yeah, I was actually, I mean, I'm a big Captain America mark. I can't deny that. But I was very, very pleased with how that movie turned out because it could have been bad so easily, Batman vs Superman.
1: Oh yeah. my God! What a train
2: wreck! <laughs> uh, DC is having trouble making good movies. Or I should say, Time Warner.
0: Yeah, well, it just seems like DC or Warner Brothers, who owns DC, is in love with bad directors. Uh, I think that Zack Snyder would have been great for doing something uh, like Watchmen or a Batman film, something dark. But Superman's supposed to be hopeful. And he completely missed
1: the ball on that one. Yeah, the whole the whole thing is a uh, Superman and Batman in the same in the same scene. Batman becomes lighter because Superman is shining a light on him. I mean, he, that that's, that's what he does. Superman is hope. If he's if he's near you, you feel better. the The whole world looks a little rosier. That's how it's supposed to be. But no, Warner Brothers is like, no, Batman was dark, and it made it made us a butt ton of money. So we're gonna make everything dark because that's the answer to everything.
2: But nope. guys, we have nothing to worry about now because uh, AT&T is buying Time Warner. So, really, I'm sure it'll be a really good uh, movie universe coming up.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And, that, imagine definitely the
2: plugs too. Right. Superman will be chilling. He's like, oh, hold on, let me take this call on my AT&T phone. One second. Or
0: oh, at least really sitting there saying, I, "I need to make a phone call." Lois, what what is it, Clark? I just called to say I love you. <laughs> you know, there's Stevie Wonder He'll have the big phone booth with the AT&T logo on it Phone booth? There's none of those anymore <laughs> Exactly my point But oh, it'll okay. have to be there
2: Well that was actually in one of the uh, Superman movies where uh, the phone booths Were no longer enclosed on one of them He ran up to it and he's like oh crap what do I do
1: Yep.
0: Was that Superman Returns they did that?
1: No no it was the older one It was with Christopher Reeve Oh, oh really?
0: Cool. Was that Superman 4? Yeah it was I don't know if that counts. Yeah. That was made by Canon Films. <laughs> also or known whatever. for such excellent films as almost everything Chuck Norris did and uh, Breaking and Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, and American Ooh. Ninja.
2: Ooh, they were, they were <laughs> the responsible
0: for the, the ninja craze of the 80s? They were the, actually... Oh <laughs> give them credit. Canon <laughs> Studios grabbed that trend early and rode it for all it was worth.
1: Oh my goodness, Like rode it to the
0: ground. They did. Give Canon Films some credit. They were insane. Um, I,
1: I, I can't push to talk and clap.
0: <laughs> That's true. It's hard to do. Uh, yeah, if you ever want to look at something entertaining, uh, there's actually on Netflix a documentary of the history of Canon Films, and it is hilarious and beautiful to watch because a lot of films I remember watching as a little kid on cable TV that were like really bad, had lots of explosions, were all canon films. I didn't realize it at the time. And then when they brought up the canon, somehow got the rights to Superman, You know, everyone in the film industry went, how the hell did this happen? Just for the fourth film. Um, and Christopher Reeve wasn't going to come back, but they promised him that if he comes back, they knew that he was really big uh, into no nukes, big anti-nuclear weapon guy. And so that became the plot of the movie, so he would agree to come back and do it again.
2: Okay. But it seems that Cthulhu Law said that uh, Canon Films also made Robocop and
0: Dances with Wolves. I don't. Uh, Orion made Robocop. Dances with Wolves is like Paramount. Okay. But Canon Films, man.
1: Oh, Delta Force, yes. Yes,
0: Delta Force. That <laughs> oh, was Canon Films. Was the,
1: oh, that was the jam right there. <laughs> is that
0: the one with the uh, flying motorcycles?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, no. It, it, it's the one where, uh, where, where Chuck Norris goes to. Um, uh, what was it? Vietnam or North Korea or North Vietnam? North something, something like that. Uh, North Korea and, and saves a whole bunch of uh, uh, POWs, uh, all uh, a la Rambo style. Yeah, basically. Those, basically. Those in
0: action, I thought.
1: That that was every like Delta Force. Because everyone <laughs> that was the plot of every one of those movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically. But, no, no, Chuck <laughs> Norris is a special forces person who has to take the law into his own hands. Yada yada yada. Explosion.
1: Yeah yeah and the yeah yeah uh, some specific details are plugged in and out but yeah Delta Force Delta Force 2 3 whatever 18 whatever it went to it was him and and a, a small band of, of of Delta Force operatives who could take on the world and they do and they win and and everyone everyone lives and it's all great
0: But they did also do that uh the uh, uh Death Wish series so Death Wish um yeah Delta Force had a plane hijacking
1: uh, Charles oh, okay. Bronson. Yeah, yeah, yeah the movies. Charles Bronson movies. They did all those too. Yeah, those were great. Those were Good. great. 20,
2: Twenty of them, and they were just I, gratuitous violence all through. Oh, it. I know.
1: But but I, th- I think it was uh, the very first uh, nude scene for Marina Sirtis, the Grove Blade uh, 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 Sirtis. Deanna Troy. Sirtis. Uh, yeah, who, who played Deanna Troy on uh, Next Generation? She had a nude scene in two or three. I forget which one. Yeah, yeah, it was. Something but it was funny. it was a brutal, brutal like attempted rape scene type thing.
0: Yeah, that those films though. The first one. Of the Death Wish films, was actually a decent film. The others were all just, you know, Death Wish 2, Death Wishier. You know, a Suicide is to probably think of missing an action where he goes to rescue people, right? Delta Force was him just killing people, and Missing an Action was him rescuing people. Okay, okay. I know that That's every good. Chuck Norris film is beautiful and unique, as so other, but you know, we might have possibly confused one or two of them. Yes, what, it's what's, true. what's the one with the flying motorcycles? I don't know. i will have to look this up. I. <laughs> this is not it
2: right. these yeah, stupid it. little wings that would stick out in the back. They were like a foot long, and they still managed to fly. Is that Mask?
1: No, that was a
0: cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, other than Let's get Chuck going. Morris, all right. In this, we are going to have Elgarian Shroud of the Avatar update. We're going to have Heathen Dog with anime on the stream talking about three series. You can stream tonight if you are so inclined. And then Garthon's Comp, going will go into three big books that came out this week. Avengers, Superman, and a Secret Special Guest. That hit its milestone fiftieth issue. Then an RG talk. Nice. You had a little taste of that with the excitement of Delta Force and, uh, <laughs> and Break Two Electric Boogaloo. Oh, gosh. The first Maybe we in. should we should do like
2: a an episode that's just Chuck Norris
0: jokes. Come on. <laughs> come on. No, what we should do is actually we should watch a Chuck Norris film, or like break-in. Oh. And then we could tell everyone, okay, on the count of three, everyone starts streaming at the same time. So we're not streaming it, so it's legal. And then we just talk over it so we could be their dialogue.
2: Oh, there you go. And then if we just routinely say what minute we're on so other people
0: can tune in if they come in late. Yeah, exactly. And it'll be like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Exactly, we could do that. Yeah. First, I don't know, I'd actually probably vote for Superman 4 first because that film is such a... Still better than Man of Steel. Okay. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Organization.
1: While we make Except it... Man of Steel really sucks.
0: Yeah, that the entire Or Legion of Organization does say that film sucks. While we make an effort to provide a family friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasions of foul or offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Ooh, an enter the ninja focused episode. Oh I like that cause <clears> law. <throat> yes. Alright, uh, if you want to check us out the website, all right, we have website website, at or .tv, or whatever you are inclined to do. Uh, check us out on YouTube, we have many streams going on. Uh, currently my favorite streams are uh, Max Leo's Urban Empire stream and Heathen Dog's Star Trek Online stream. So uh, check those out. Uh, also, not to say the other streams aren't good, they're all good, but those are my current favorites. Actually, I do really like it. I'm going to hit
1: Admiral on Monday.
0: I do like when Noro streams uh, World of Tanks. I just find that highly entertaining when she blows the crap out of people. All right. Uh, Also, check us out on twitch.tv slash Myth. Come on in and join the conversation like Cthulhu is. Got Facebook, Twitter, let us know. We want to be your friend, sort of. All right. With that in mind, ladies and gentlemen... I will stop yakking at you for a little bit and let someone else say something intelligent for a change. And that person is Elgarian and his shroud of the Avatar update.
2: Hello, hello. Sorry, no slides this time. I was feeling a little lazy. But I got a nice default slide that'll show the logo there for quite some time while I ramble on.
0: You don't admit that. You just start talking. Don't don't, don't
1: admit there's no slide.
2: Oh, the, I don't think the disclaimer covered that, though.
1: We didn't talk mm-hmm. about lying.
0: That's just showmanship.
1: Yeah, not, we're not, to lying, okay. not
0: lying, showmanship.
1: <laughs> right, right. Okay, carry on. Now.
0: So I'll
2: just uh, throw out a few new scenes coming our way. It looks like they're going to come here, release 40. We average one release per month, and right now we just entered into release 38. So these are about two months off. But the screenshots are looking pretty phenomenal. Uh, really liking what they posted about the making of Upper Fortis. It's going to be a, um, a kobold-run area. And just imagine a whole bunch of cliff faces, I mean, towering cliff faces that are all in a cluster like a canyon with waterfalls cascading down. And across these waterfalls, all up and down the cliff faces is scaffolding and housing, and uh, it just looks, it looks pretty phenomenal.
1: It sounds, sounds like a phenomenal. shanty town. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a poor people's shanty town. Are 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 the uh, co- kobolds the like uh, uh, disenfranchised poor in this in this world?
2: Well, they tend to take on the persona of underworld dwellers and miners, so kind of have that kind of feel that the scaffolding and all the platforms along this uh, these walls likely are for a mining operation.
1: All, but, all uh, the all the dwarves are saying, "It took my job." <laughs>
2: Well, all the dwarves are saying, hey, why didn't we get in this game? Oh, there, are no, there are no dwarves in Shroud of the Avatar.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, man, that hurts. I didn't there's know no, that.
2: There's no gnomes. There's there's no halflings. There's kobolds, and there is elves and trolls and satyrs. Satyrs? Satyrs. 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 But uh, keep in mind, all of these creatures, other than kobolds, uh, uh, are formorians And they were actually created by magic during the Obsidian Wars by the wizards who had transformed their human captives into these twisted forms. And now, 200 years later, they are societies still living on uh, in these forms. So uh, elves still persist to this day and procreate and sort of the satyrs and the fauns, et cetera, et cetera. So interesting lore uh, that it's these are not actually indigenous species that uh, have been around for very long.
1: Yeah, that, that actually goes goes against most fantasy lore. But the elves are always the oldest. Like, ah, uh, we've been around forever. You, you punk, suck.
2: Yeah, there's um, the fact that uh, they were given birth so recently too, uh, and to such a hideous past of you know essentially. Uh, being lackeys for the human obsidian armies, you know, they would always send in the Formorians first um, because it didn't matter because if they took over the city, they would have more human captives to turn into formorians. So they, it, you know, they, they could lose them dime a dozen. Um, so just to say, nonetheless, they are a little butthurt about humans at the moment.
0: Understandably so.
2: So, uh, There's uh, Rune Ruins is a PvP zone that's getting its final uncloning polish Uh, I've been there a few times uh, And here's something to consider about the PvP zones for Shroud of the Avatar something that's kind of sets it apart from other games Uh, You know how in a lot of games you queue for a battleground and then you pop in uh, And you're matched. Well, these zones are persistent Um, You just simply enter them and they are full of resources to farm, and they are full of PvE content as well. So sure, you might be f- winning the good fight against this guy that you saw farming a uh, a cotton node, and you just came up behind him and bushwhacked him. But unfortunately, uh, you know, maybe an obsidian elemental just noticed you and starts pounding you in the butt, and it tips the combat in his favor. So okay, okay. There's, family
1: friendly, no butt pounding easy. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's uh, there's some dynamics in these PvP zones that definitely make uh, for uh, interesting concept because you want to go there to farm. There, there's some great hunting areas in these, but uh, you know it's at the risk of being killed by players, and of course, they can ransom your loot back to you. So it's it can be some pretty, uh, Um, Hectic uh, anxiety building stuff. Uh, So keep your eyes open and uh, hopefully you can sneak away with your loot But on that note um, uh, Well, not quite yet I was about to talk about blood bay, but a little bit more on rune ruins. I noticed in one of the screenshots there's this really cool uh, circular maze where you keep trying to peel the layer and get in a little bit deeper and deeper into the center of the maze to the uh, absolute center. And uh, of course, we're not going to know until probably release 40, what's at the center, but it looks really intriguing. And I noticed that there's some doorways along this maze as well for shortcuts. I wonder if you have to have keys to get through them to be able to take those shortcuts. But I mean, this maze it's massive and it's one, two, three, four, uh, Four layers deep before you reach the center portion, and just following. Uh, I almost wish they didn't post a screenshot of it because now people can kind of plan out what the, the path is. But uh, that's true. But in, unless they've
0: actually changed the map since they just had a test image or something,
2: or maybe the doors randomly lock, so you may have to take another path. That could uh, be interesting. That could well. be too. So, um. Blood Bay, though, uh, this one is actually in-game now. Uh, I've been talking about it for the last couple Shroud of the Avatar updates. And uh, so I decided to journey to Blood Bay and to uh, Brookside, another one that just came to us this release. And I'm going to post some links here real quick.
0: Okay, so that's a link
2: to screenshots on sodawiki.net for Blood Bay. And Blood Bay, I got to say, from the limited screenshots they had released uh, for the previews, of course, now that it's actually released, the uh, SodaWiki's gotten wild with tons of screenshots. It is massive. It is a really big zone. And in fact, when you take the boat out to the island to enter Blood Bay, it gives the options of three starting locations just because it's that large. So, um, I ran around the entire circumference of this island and it probably took me uh, Dodging uh, Various uh, creatures along the coastline. I got to say at least took me uh, 15 minutes um, and then of course the, the, the content that's Inside that 15 minute perimeter. It's just this enormous mountain with all these different areas and there's even a going to be a dungeon in there That's uh, they've shifted to being a PvE dungeon. They've decided not to make it a PvP dungeon. Um, but uh, a lot of stuff coming our way with uh, Blood Bay, including, and this is an interesting dynamic, um, player housing. There is going to be a small portion of Blood Bay uh, on one of the outer edges, and there's actually two areas that are going to allow for uh, player housing. And uh, it could be interesting to, to have the inhabitants there having maybe a little bit more control over what's going on in that PvP zone. So it could be an interesting place to live. I think this is going to be the first PvP zone in the game that is in a player-owned town that is, uh, allows uh, player housing. So I'm really curious to see what it offers. In terms of like gaming dynamic. But uh, here was something that I thought was really, really funny.
0: Wait, wait, so it's housing that's PvP?
2: Yeah, so even in the play around town, so let's say uh, my play around town, um, uh, yes, uh, I can lock the doors to my house uh, and not let people in. But if I choose to unlock them and allow people in to view my house, because what's the point of having housing and decorated up all nice if you can't have visitors? So, and of course you can set permissions for particular people to come in, but what if you have vendors in there and you want everyone to come in? So, uh, yes, you can have people come right into your house and kill you. And uh, of course you can set your basement to be a different PVP level too. So if you want your, so no matter what your above ground house is going to be player versus player, but you can lock the doors. And, uh, The basement, however, you can set to a different setting. You can have the basement to be PVP because there's actual basements that are designed to be PVP arenas. Um, That's one of the... You set up
0: your own little basement fight club.
2: Absolutely, and there are actual basement designs created by the developers that are conducive to an arena. I mean, it has the the, the kind of the the overlooking area where you look down into the arena pit. Uh, They've designed them for uh, basement arenas.
1: Elgarian, Elgarian, I don't know why you're doing this. You're not supposed to talk about basement PVP. (laughs) that's the first rule of basement pvp
2: what's what's the second
1: rule of basement pvp you don't talk about basement pvp rick come on damn it am
2: i am i still in the club though
1: yeah sure why not no you're gone no i mean no (laughs) get out get out you bounced (laughs) i own your house now get out
2: (laughs) so um oh you so derailed me (laughs) <laughs> well,
0: there were uh, there were people fighting in people's basements, and they had it set up that way so you can go in and watch, like, without, like with balconies and stuff.
2: Nope. I got... Uh, so bef- uh, the sidetrack was actually going back to the housing. So uh, as I was running around, I noticed something really funny about the Blood Bay, and I'm noticing this in all the screenshots I'm seeing of all these PvP zone. Uh, all the bridges don't have handrails. And... Um, So as I'm running up to one of these bridges, it seems like every time I come to a bridge, there's a mob there that happens to know a spell called uh, uh, confusion. And what confusion does is it changes what your movement keys do. So right may be left, strafe left may be strafe right, uh, forward may be back, forward may be left. So obviously that gets cast upon you right as you reach the bridge. It can be pretty detrimental.
1: You so. can actually run off the bridge. <laughs>
2: yes. And of course, uh, players can cast confusion as well. I believe it's in the Chaos Magic Tree, but um, which is generally a magic tree that's uh, leaning more towards PvP. But uh, of course, there are other spells you can use, like Gust, where you can actually just blow somebody off the edge. So uh, this no handrail concept is going to lead to some very interesting deaths because the heights that these bridges are at So. Pretty crazy. So if you think safe fall, your ability safe fall is going to save you. Eh-eh. Maybe you're at the very edge of the bridge. It might, but uh, not if you get towards the center by any means. So uh, Brookside, uh, a player, uh, an NPC town with uh, that does allow for player housing. That was the one that was set up to be kind of like a place um, to link to that as well. Kind of like the Transylvania type area. So I learned something interesting about Brookside just recently, uh, and I wonder if that's why it's kind of has this dark, ominous feel to it. Um, there's a being called the Obsidian Eye. Um, he was basically the uh, the the being who started the Obsidian um, uh, Crusade two hundred years previous. I guess we're up to three hundred years previous now. Um, and he actually was known to be a born, uh, I think he was an orphan, uh, uh, around the area of Brookside. It's not very far from there. So it's likely, I'm really curious if they're going to tie some Obsidian Eye storylines in with Brookside. Cause it is an NPC town, and NPC towns, of course, are where the storylines are prevalent, unlike PRTs and POTs. So uh, expect some... Uh, uh, I'm guessing some origin stories for the Obsidian Empire heralding from here because his birthplace is not too far from Brookside if you read the lore in uh, the sort of Mitris uh, novel in fact uh, There's direct mention of a river uh, very close to where Brookside's at is to where he was born near. So I uh, think that, that's where was my big clue in. Uh, I'm starting as I'm going around researching these places. I'm doing word searches on in the Sword of Midris novel to kind of see if there was anything written about these particular locations I'm visiting. And uh, it's quite interesting to find uh, some of this lore embedded in there. And I can't wait for the next two novels to come out. Oh my gosh.
0: It is nice to the lore is cohesive to the actual locations
2: in the game. Oh, they've uh, been called out a few times, and they actually go into the game and change it to match. Um, in fact, I just reported a bug not too long ago where they spelled something different in the game than it was spelled in the novel. So uh, I'm uh, kind of eyeing that to see if it'll gain some uh, bear some fruit.
0: Are they going to tell you, it's just dialect, deal with it.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could be, it could be. But uh, for those that don't know, uh, of course, uh, there is a novel, uh, companion novels to the video game. And of course, this game is under... Uh, construction still deep under construction. Uh, it's it's probably got to be the most loved, hated game in uh, Kickstarter MMO history, I think, at this point. Uh, there's a, some people that are just absolutely fascinated to love it, and there are people that are pure venom about it. Uh, it's definitely uh, gone both ways, but I, I tell you, it's an amazing game. Uh, almost everything that I read uh, about these uh, pretty bad reviews, uh, it, there's some... There's some logical things. There's some uh, things that are actually true because the game is still deep under development. But there are some things that are just absolutely false. And I, I don't have the time of the day to go in here and correct these people that they're just completely mistaken. I read a review the other day that they said that you have to have property, for instance, to have a garden. And No, you don't. You, uh, you can have a public... There's public gardens in cities where you can go and you can plant your crops. So uh, you do not have to have a home to... Uh, to uh, grow agriculture. So, um, I don't know, kind of rambled there. Uh, I get a little heated and excited when uh, <laughs> reviews get brought up about shroud of the avatar, but I'm sure as the game becomes closer and closer to the, uh, launch point, uh, those reviews are going to be stellar.
0: Well, cool. I mean, the game is, basically launched right now anyway, but it'll be nice to actually do the full launch, have everything in there.
2: Well, as I'm going around, of course I'm running RPOTA and I'm trying to write uh, those RP descriptions for all these towns. I'm telling you uh, uh, if anyone's interested, go to sodamap.com and zoom in and scroll around the landscape and see all these zones that are out there and not even half the zones are created. Um,
0: it's There's still a lot of work to be done. Um, well, are they planning on launching the game with all the zones there? Or is it going to like a lot of interest. they leave some of the zones inaccessible so that they can expand into it later?
2: No, so uh, all the zones that are on the map now uh, are close to what their um, uh, final look will be because they've been uncloned. And I got to say, we might be lucky if half of them are uncloned. And the other half have yet to be uncloned and customized to be uh unique i mean you can walk into three zones and they look identical because they're clones of another zone that that actually is the the uh, what's supposed to look that way they're just kind of so, there
0: to check functionality
2: yeah and they're like placeholders in the environment and so every release we get one to two scenes uncloned and it just uh creeps on every month uh and then of course each and every one of these scenes, even if they've been uncloned, still have a level of polish to occur. So don't worry so much about, oh, I went to an uncloned scene and there's still some mistakes in there. Of course there is. Uh, it's a wave of polish
0: concept. Um, hey, algarian uh, Cthulhu Law is wondering what the pricing model is for the actual launch. Okay, so for the pricing model
2: for the actual launch is you buy the game, that's it. It's not a subscription-based game. And there are... Uh, Let me count four modes of play. You can play offline mode, which is just playing a regular RPG, not an MMO style, just a single player offline. And that offline mode will feature companions that assist you in your travels. Then you have the online modes, Uh, single player online, uh, play with friends online. Uh, That's anybody in your friends list uh, would uh, be able to adventure with you and uh, the actual multiplayer online. Now, keep in in mind, the single player, play with friends, and multiplayer online, it is all the same uh, universe. Meaning, if no matter which mode you're in, you can whisper to each other across those modes. Uh, You can send friend invites across those modes. You can send group invites across the modes. Um, uh, You can see the player vendors and the player-owned towns across those modes. So it's uh, so if you're just looking for some quiet time where you want to adventure uh, by yourself and not have people kill your monsters or your, farm your nodes, switch over to single player online. You have the whole instance to yourself, uh, and you can uh, kind of take your time with it and time yourself with the respawns so people aren't you know screwing up the respawn cycles for you. But keep in mind there will be things coming in the future where multiplayer mode gives you uh, uh, I think a ten percent XP bonus is what Chris Spears is saying um, yeah, right now there's a 25% XP bonus for anybody that's open PVP and roaming the world willing to be attacked by other people. That's a very significant XP bonus for people willing to take that risk. But, uh, he said that maybe it'll be a 10%, 10% uh, split bonus here in the future. But so as for other pricing model concepts, everything else is pay. If you want to, it's like vanity stuff on the add on store. The number one thing about, uh, um, a game being under development for this long is they're 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 Kickstarter funded, um, so uh, they have to have come up with funding streams, and that's what they're doing is they're building uh, assets. That um, let's see, what does he say? Uh, does MMORPG require an extra fee? No, no, it's a one price. You buy the game, and you have access to all four of those modes of the game. And what's an RMT?
1: Uh, real money real transactions. money transactions. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's for the vanity stuff, right?
2: Yeah, so vanity stuff. Property now is the closest thing to um, um, pay to win concept. Property uh, gives you storage. Uh, keep in mind you already have a bank. You can expand your bank capacity with gold. You can have property with in-game gold. There is... Other than a few rare old vanity items, everything in the game can be purchased with in-game gold and crafted by crafters. Um, it's primarily vanity. Uh, a property I wouldn't call vanities because it has an actual functionality. You can decorate it, you can store things in it, you can place a vendor on it, but of course there's public access vendors as well in big cities where you have space on vendors where you can post your items. Uh, and you can uh, ask a friend to use space on his vendor, or you can buy a vendor with in-game gold and place it on somebody's property. Uh, you know it's there's always in-game gold options for uh, everything. And so here's the one thing that uh, really pushes people to think it's pay to win. And it's there's something called a codo, and it's the crown of the obsidian. it's the 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 real cash. Uh, You buy this currency for in game stuff. And the thing of it is, though, these Kodos are tradable between players and people actually sell them in the game. So, that is one way where I actually like it because of Chinese gold farmers. Hope I didn't offend our Chinese audience here. Um, Almost every MMO you get spam from gold farmers, and there's ways you can buy gold, millions of credits, (laughs) millions of gold, you know, for 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Um, this game brings that, uh, as an income stream for the actual developers. So if you, for, uh, for a dollar, you buy a Kodo, um, you can sell that Kodo to a player and t- people typically give you about, uh, 1500 to 2,500 gold for that, uh, Kodo. And then there's Kodo vendors in the game where you can buy other vanity items, um, It's, uh, the only thing that's a non vanity item that you can buy on the add on store with these Kodos. Um, I guess technically you have to buy them with Kodos. You can't buy them in the add on store is these uh, potions uh, of the obsidian and they give you small bonuses and none of the bonuses are for combat. Uh, you may have a bonus for extra encumbrance. The crazy thing is these bonuses with one Kodo, you can buy a potion, the bonus lasts for a week and So it's a very long bonus and it's a very slight bonus too. So you get 10% XP bonus for a week, you know, not too bad. So if you had the week off from work, yeah, maybe you want to spend a dollar on a potion, give the company an extra dollar and uh, you have an XP bonus 10% for a week. But I don't call that pay to win. In compared to other games, I think it's very slight, but there are other people who feel quite the opposite and quite strongly against that concept.
0: I can see well, I can see both sides of what they were concerned about with doing that, but I think that trying uh, the offers are a pretty good business model for what they're trying to accomplish.
2: I, I think so as well. Uh, when it comes to pay to win, uh, I mean, I think primarily it's storage, you know. But you can get that with in game gold, you know. Yeah, you can get it quicker with real real money, but uh, it's just storage and vanity items and really small potion buffs. So uh, I think it's uh, I think it's an acceptable business model. I, I like it.
0: All right. Well, thank you. Uh, anything else to add to this?
2: Um, no, I think I'm going to save. Uh, I was going to get a little bit into one of the uh, uh, other Kickstarter projects that they uh, uh, were promoting. They promoted the Bard's Tale 4 project. It's a whole other company working on that. But I think I'll bring that up here in RNG.
0: All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you for sharing Shroud of the Avatar update. We really appreciate that. If you have any more interest, check out Shroud of the Avatar up- Shroudoftheavatar.com. Or you can also check out RPOTA. our, our RolePlayers of The Uh so thank you very much. Hey, thank you. Alright, moving on. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about that thing that i just puts a smile on my face and prevents me from dipping into that bottle every night because just thinking about it. And that is Heathen Dogs Anime on the Stream.
1: Thank you very much. I do recommend my, my segment for all recovering alcoholics. It'll make you not want to drink. It'll make you want to probably stab me in the face, but it's better than drinking, so good job. Very true. Today we have uh, three anime that can be found on either Netflix and or Hulu, mm. so you can you can stream them right after you're done watching this entire podcast, this entire <laughs> live stream. <laughs> our, our first is a, is a recommendation from uh, Max Liao, uh, Ajin, the demihuman. It is uh, found on Netflix, uh, uh, the studio that put it out is Polygon Pictures, it was licensed by Netflix for streaming rights and Sentai Filmworks for home video rights. So you're never gonna find this on any of the streaming service because Netflix paid to be the only streaming service. Uh, the original network was uh, TBS, Tokyo Broadcasting. Uh, the original run was January 16th, 2016 to December 24th, 2016 for a total of 26 episodes. Now, this, uh, this, this series, at first, I'm going to tell you right now, the first two minutes, I thought I was going to hate it. thought I was going to hate it because they went with hyper-realism animation, which always annoys me. I mean, I, 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 I spoke last week during the Shadowrun segment of the Uncanny Valley metric, and the first time I, I heard and understood this reference was years ago with animation, where they, they, they tried to make the movements and everything so human but not that it made everyone feel creepy watching it. And I thought that, man, I'm gonna feel creepy watching this thing. This thing is all bad. It's gonna be bad. But I, I got to give it three episodes. I'm gonna give it three. If, if If I still feel motion sickness after three, then i'm I'm done. I'm ejecting. But I gotta tell you, i I, I got used to the animation, but what really pulled me in was the dialogue and the story absolutely top-notch absolutely top-notch it's it's all about the student named k nagai all right now uh in this world a couple of decades ago people found out that some people that they called Ajin, can't die they don't die you shoot them you burn them you draw and quarter them you drown them choke them, whatever they will get back up in like a few seconds depending on the damage
0: like the zombies in three by three eyes?
1: They they are they 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 come back as still they come back as living exactly as they were a moment ago before you shot them in the face. Okay. They're Exactly the same. They they're not stronger than humans. They're not faster than humans. They're not they're not anything physically more special.
0: They're just unfortunate or, or, or that like, they can go through horrible torture and not die.
1: Yes, yes, they can go through and 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 I'm getting to get into that one. But uh, uh, in in the beginning, all you know about them is that they just can't die. And that's it and then and then throughout the first couple episodes it starts leaking that uh, well there are only a couple known in Japan there's a total of maybe 20 or 30 in the world that we know of uh, the one in uh, uh, one of them in, in Japan is is missing the other one is safe and secure which are horrible things to say if a government says it that's usually yeah. means the opposite yeah what actually happens is that this this guy was uh, was helping out his government by, by testing out weapons and, and uh, disease cures and stuff like that. <laughs> That's what he was actually doing for his government. He was getting shot on a, on a regular basis. He was getting shot up with, with experimental drugs. Uh, he, he basically became the cosmetics bunny of the country. Oh, geez. So through, throughout this whole thing, you, you find out that uh, all around the world, uh, people are treating the ogre like this. And uh, I started wondering, well, why don't these guys just, you know, run away or kill all the people that are that are killing them? I mean, a guy who's immortal is going to get out sooner or later, right? Yes, Right. You would think yeah, so. Yeah. Sure. But the, uh, the and, and then and then uh, the American Ajin came in about half, halfway through the season, and then then you then you realize, oh yeah, okay, now I get. Um, if you torture someone to death about a hundred times, you broke them. Yeah, usually that's how that works. Yeah, like I said, mentally and physically, they're not anything special. So you you broke their brains, and you can rebuild them to whatever you want. And that's exactly what what uh, what the Americans did. They uh, they got their uh, their, their broke, and uh, gave them a handler and made them super spies. Yeah, not a bad plan. No, no, it's it's horrible. I mean, the, okay, now um, uh, animation. Has a, has a, has a way of making America look really bad because deep down they're still super pissed, right? Right. So so any any American character in an anime is like eighty percent chance of being a total d bag, and this does not disappoint. This this American quote unquote handler, total d bag. Total, oh, cool. like, oh my God! Like, you think, wow, ma- ma- making him, making him uh, brainwash secret agents is smart, but you know it's probably a little cruel, but smart. And then, then this American CIA handler comes in. No, it's not smart at all. It's just cruel. There was a little bit of smart before. Now it's just all hundred percent cruel. This because this guy is like serial killer, mean. I mean, he's just awful.
0: Well, he's got anyway, a job to do, and these guys yeah, can't
1: die. Exactly. So screw them. They're, they're not really human. They're just they're just things. So uh, what happens is. Uh, 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 um, K, he uh, he is absently, absentmindedly walking along. He walks into the street, gets hit by a, hits, hits by a truck.
0: As and one he, does.
1: As one does when someone absentmindedly walks in the street, and uh, he's underneath the truck, having been run over by a couple of wheels, and uh, he crawls off under the truck after about uh, ten seconds, gets up, looks around. He's not wounded at all. Everyone sees it now. They instantly know what he is. He runs away. Well, yeah. Yes. And uh, because he, he knows he, he doesn't know he suspects how this is going to go down, and he doesn't want any part of it. So uh, it, the 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 first third of the of the series is him running, All right, him trying trying to find safety, trying to find safety, trying to find safety. Well, he is he is found by that uh, that uh, um, second Ajin that they that they knew about. Well, now now they know about three, but the, the one that escaped. Uh huh. He's an old man, and he, he finds he finds his kid. And he says, hey, man, I just want to let you know that uh, do you want to hurt humans at all? I mean, do you really hate them? Like, no, they're just, some of them are dumb. It's like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Now we can, you know, we, we, we can find a way to to live peacefully with them. And that's what I want to do. He's like, oh, great, that sounds great. And and then suddenly they're they're all attacked by, by trank darts and, and he's captured, the, the, the boy is captured and taken to the uh, Japanese facility where he is tortured until dead, for about six or seven hours, jeez so it you're at this point you're thinking, wow, this is really dark and you know what you're right. It only gets darker from there. now good guys become bad guys, bad guys become good guys through it, it flip-flops a couple of times the, like I said, the writing is excellent. there's all reason behind it. legitimate reasons there, there there's no there's no uh you know, uh, God machine type thing running around like oh this happened because this this hand of God came in and did that no all of it is is not only uh, Plausible uh, Plot plot happenings, but it's also likely you're like of course a human being would do that Of course someone like him would do this, you know, of course. Uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense I didn't see it coming, but and uh, now it makes perfect sense now that it happened so the the writing is top-notch the the uh, dialogue is, uh, is is great because uh, the the, the uh, writers really wrote in this is what a 15 year old would say this is what a 40 year old would how, how a 40 year old would look at something this is how uh, a 25 uh, a year old up-and-coming uh, government agent would see life and this how he would react to the situation and the 15 year old would react a completely different way and they, they they made sure all of that stayed constant throughout the entire series which I found amazing it's good because a lot of times it doesn't happen like uh, the for, for some reason the 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 uh, the writing for a person would change for like no reason whatsoever. Like now, now the person sounds like a completely different person that's happened in a lot of anime, but not that's true. That's right. Not this one. It stays constant. People stay who they are. If they change it's because the plot drove them there and you have real reasons for that change. And it's, and, and it's, it's locked in. I loved it. Uh, if you, if you don't like the hyper realism anime, like, like I don't uh, trust me, push through, you, you're going to come out at that bright end of the tunnel at the end of this and into into a, a rosy garden of, wow, I had a great time.
2: Hey, you have a good question in the audience there, Heathen Dog, uh, asking if uh, uh, BTM or BT Mycom asked uh, if they still age and can die from old age.
1: Well, it, it didn't actually get into the whole die from old age thing, but uh, the the uh, person who found Kay in, uh, while, he, while he was running is an old man. Now, it's not clear. It hasn't been made clear in this in in, in the in this uh, season that do you stop aging when you die or do you keep aging and eventually die of old age? That's a that was a mystery they never really nailed down.
2: Okay. Intriguing. I bet you they'll cover it one episode.
1: I I watched them all. There's only there's only the the 20 the 26 episodes.
0: Well, maybe it's covered oh. in the manga.
1: that that, that's that's entirely (laughs) fair that is entirely fair because a a lot of the stuff uh uh, maxell's wife uh, uh, was is really really uh butthurt about this about this uh, thing about uh, anime in america is that uh they they leave out the best parts of of what, what what she believes is the story in the manga just leave it in the manga. just forget about it and focus on the short attention span that americans have or whatever she gets all she gets all hyper about but uh, It wasn't um, made they're, for they're, Americans.
0: They're st- it was made for Japanese I know people. right?
1: exactly, exactly. But uh, I, there, there's a, a lot of a lot of things I, I agree with her about. Uh, if you if you go back and, and look at uh, the irregular at Magic High School, they left out a ton of really cool stuff that was in the manga, but they just dropped it for the for the animation. And uh, per, perhaps uh, perhaps Ajin, they they left out a whole bunch of stuff too, like the answer of the, you know, do they still age after they die, or do they stop aging the moment that they first died i don't know
0: well that's pretty typical honestly for any novelization novel or book or comic or anything that could, becomes a movie they just gut it out the only book that i could think of that was made into a major film where they did not gut the book was the hobbit and then they just added a bunch of crap because yeah felt like yeah
1: that. yeah i mean the, <laughs> yeah if, if you want to make you know Dances in Mordor, like you know, three hours long. Yeah, you don't. You can get everything in the book in the movie, and, and and have some crap at the end that you can throw in for yourself.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, even but, the uh, the Lord of the Rings series, they left stuff out of the books, and those were three long movies, and they still left stuff out of the books. But the Hobbit was one book they turned into three movies that they they yeah. had to pad that out a little bit.
1: Exactly, exactly. So yeah, but uh, yeah, as, getting getting back to to Ajahn, um, uh it's a it's a it's a dark, it's a it's a dark. Uh, um, belly of humanity type thing. It certainly
0: doesn't sound like happy sunshine, time. No, there. it isn't.
1: It is not happy. There is no happy sunshine in this at all. I mean, uh, uh, at the end of this, you you you'd be happy if, if there was a Pyrrhic victory at the end for for the for our our, our intrepid hero. Oh,
0: There's nothing I enjoy more than misery, so I'm looking forward to watching this.
1: Yay! <laughs> and next we have a fan favorite, Attack on Titan. Everyone loves. Everyone this, loves, except this for one. Max. Yeah. Well, his opinion doesn't Dopp, matter. We all know that. He's he's a, he's a little nutty. So yeah, I get it. Uh, and the, this uh, this one again, uh, he likes the House animation Leo. is good. I know, right? The the, the animation is good. Uh, the 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 dialogue is okay. It's not bad. It's not good. It's it's serviceable. It's entertaining. The story, it is. It is. It's entertaining, but I'm 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 not gonna give. I mean, have, having having watched Ajin, and then if you go to this, you're gonna be like, oh god, this dialogue was written by a mangy dog. Like, no, no, it isn't. You just you just came off from gold. Okay, you know, bronze is good too. Shut up. So this 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 is this is a bronze medal uh, dialogue winner, but uh, the storyline is is really intriguing. The storyline for this one, a uh, hundred years before the beginning of the story giant humanoid creatures called titans they're they're like uh, anywhere from i don't know uh four to six meters tall to you know half a skyscraper tall they they, they, they range in in height all that time but they all have a couple things in common uh, they can be male or female but uh none of them have any genitalia so they don't actually reproduce and they only eat people but they don't seem to not need to eat people because after a while, they'll just poop, poop a person out, just dead, but not digested at all. Right, so they don't digest
0: them. They just kind of chew them up and hold them in their stomach
1: and then release them. Later on, to have room for more humans. Now, does this mean that they just hate humans? Well, we don't know. No one can talk to them because apparently they don't speak. And uh, they don't listen to reason. They just see a human and eat them, and that's it. And what, what makes this really bad is that you have to hit them at a certain spot in their body, or they regenerate almost instantaneously. It's the the, the back of the neck. You have to destroy the. There's a the skull. nape of the neck the, must the be cut the out. The, the nape of the neck muscles must be cut out. If you don't do that, they will regenerate and come back after you. Now the problem is, uh, when when the titans first appeared, the the technological level of the human race was, I'd say, it about. Uh, world no revolutionary war type level of uh of of technology so there was no pinpoint precision laser guided missile uh you know all that stuff to to hit this hit this uh one little small spot on their body it was uh it was you know giant uh they had big cannons yeah, big, big, huge cannons, and but you to get lucky shot. and like blow off their exactly. whole head. Exactly. You're, you're not. You no, know, even if you blow off the head, you, well, you probably had to, didn't get the nape. You had to it's blow.
0: Yeah, well, you had to blow up the neck, but you go through the head yeah, to do yeah. it. You know, it just they, it took luck.
1: But you know, yeah, they, they also didn't have any plastic explosives either. So it's it's really for the really big ones, it's hard to get enough oomph. Very true. To really do that. So uh, this is uh, 100 years, and humanity has has decided. Well, we're not going to win this thing. Um, we are going to uh, close ourselves off from the world. Okay, and I completely forgot to give you the stats of this. Attack on Titan. It is uh, it is available on both Netflix and Hulu. For everyone wondering, so uh, if, if you have either or, you can you can watch this beautiful thing. Uh, the studio is a Wit Studio and Production IG, and licensed by Madman Entertainment, Funimation, and Manga Entertainment. The original network was uh, Tokyo Broadcasting, and the English networks are SBS2, Anna Plus Asia, and Funimation Adult Swim. And this is this is uh, a first, although with, with an asterisk, on, on my anime on the stream. The original run is April 7, 2013 to now, because they're coming out with a second season. Uh, the uh, episodes are 25 episodes plus five OVA Episodes five, uh, uh, not quite canonical episodes, but uh, uh, it, it's been a long time. Obviously 2013 is is when the, is when the the, the first season came out. And uh, the reason, the reason it's taken so long is because in that first season, they blew through all, all, all but the entire anime, the, the, the entire manga, they blew through all the content. So now they got to wait for more content to, to make a full season. And they're they're stuck with the with the, uh, uh, the 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 manga schedule, which ends up being one chapter a month, well, which they, doesn't quite work for an anime. No, in the, in, in the first year anime, they they blew through like thirty or forty chapters <laughs> that one season. So they gotta wait un- until until the manga gets further in the future, so they can actually have another season and and lay it all out, you know, uh, one episode a week. So that that's that's the problem with this. But anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, the uh, Uh, Go back 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 to the world. Um, The uh, the humans walled themselves off in like these 20 foot thick, 500 foot high, uh, steel reinforced uh, granite walls, and they have three of them. Uh, They have uh, the the large wall, which is what is it? Wall Maria, and there's there's a second wall, smaller. Like think think of circles getting smaller and smaller inside each other. Uh, The second the second one is Wall Rose. And the third wall is Wall Cena. Now, the, uh, the the as you can tell, the the bigger the bigger circle, the vast majority of the of the enclosed area is inside Wall Maria, and uh, the the a lot of this was farming, because farm farms need space. So all all, all of this was the food production for for every other citizen, which is kind of yeah. important, right? And in the very first episode, uh, the wall is breached. Wall Maria is breached from the outside. By by two Titans that no one has ever seen before. There's one Titan that has no skin that is actually taller than the outside wall, which has never happened before. No, no, no Titan has ever come close to being to being taller than the outside wall. But this one was kicked in the front door, and a second Titan, an armored Titan, probably about 20, 25 feet tall, uh, ran full speed. in in, into the into the into the secondary gate of of Wal Maria smashed it down. And then all the Titans flooded in there was a there was a mass exodus of people trying to get in inside uh, inside Walrose. Uh, Lots of people died. Uh, Lots of uh, lots of farmland was just lost and uh then there had to be, there had to be choices we made you know like okay uh, we don't have enough food to feed all you people something's got to be done and that happens in the anime now the there there are there are groups so there's there's a, there's a military that uh uh it, there's there's three branches of this military there's the survey corps the garrison corps and the military police the survey corps goes outside the, the only people ever allowed outside the wall they're they're searching the countryside for uh three things one is supplies Two is technology, and three is clues on how to stop the titans. Now, the the out of the three, these are the only people that that routinely fight titans. So they're the best at them. They're the best at it, kill, killing folk, kill, killing titan folk. They're the best at it. The the second regiment is the garrison regiment. Their sole job is to protect the wall. That's it. They they man vast arrays of cannons on top of every wall that, that can point that can point straight down. And they, they, they figure well if you can't aim properly by God you're just gonna just litter the landscape with cannon shot we're gonna hit someone in the neck with this crap uh, so their their job is to protect and maintain the wall and then there's the military police the, mil- the military police are to well just that, they they police the people these are the actual cops all right now uh, the their the stories for for all three of these uh, the, the the main character whose name is. No, I don't want that. There we go. Uh, Aaron Yeager. Uh, he is in, in the very first episode when, when, uh, when, uh, Wall Maria breaks, his mother. He watches his mother get eaten by a Titan. Not great. Okay. Start, starts off pretty, pretty dark. Starts off pretty dark. Starts up pretty dark. But uh, um, it it uh, it galvanizes him to join. Uh, the the military. Uh, so he joins the military, and he doesn't he doesn't have any special talent. He doesn't have any any remarkable skill. What he has is determination and guts. And he practices crap until he gets it down hard. So he graduates in the in the in the top ten of his class. Now, if you're in the top ten of your class, you can choose to go to the military police, which everyone finds strange because the top you're if you graduate of the top 10 of your class i mean you're, you're out of your class you're the top 10 people who can kill titans military police if everything goes right will never ever see a titan it's it, it's kind of like what 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 my drill instructor told me in the air force if you're on the front line of combat with a gun to shoot an oncoming enemy it means two things the army and the marines are all dead and that's exactly what would happen with the military police if they had to ever face a Titan. Number one, they'd wet themselves. And number two, that means the the garrison and the uh, and the Survey Corps are all dead.
0: That's very different than what my TI told me in the Air Force basic training.
1: Why, yours lied to you?
0: No, he said, dear God, what are you doing in my Air Force? Get out.
1: Didn't work, but you know. No, no. Because <laughs> that's where I met you, so it didn't work out. But uh, yeah, so the, 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 the story unfolds. You're, you're following this kid. Now, at first, you're like, "How special is this kid?" Well, he's got termination. The storyline is apparently about him. His mom died in the first episode, so he's he's got the fire in his belly. And uh, and then the, uh, the 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 giant skinless titan attacks again. Now it's ta- attacking Wall Rose. It breaches Wall Rose. The the, uh, the armored titan breaches the, the the secondary gate in Wall Rose, and then the titan the titans start pouring into the, from the hole. Now he is sent along along with his just graduated class to to fight these titans to give people time to escape. Well, uh, he saves his friend literally from the jaws of death. Uh, his his friend is inside the mouth of a titan. He jumps into this guy's mouth, takes his friend's his friend's hand, throws him back on onto a onto a uh, a building, and then gets eaten. And I'm like, wow! I wasted three episodes investing in this punk all right this guy's dead this took a turn (laughs) but then no he wasn't dead but i'm not gonna tell you why (laughs) it turns out he's special and didn't know it
0: that's what my teachers used to say about me
1: (laughs) special and didn't know it (laughs) i think i think you're pretty aware of it (laughs) but uh anyway uh to to sum up um it's uh, like I said, the, the, the dialogue is not is is not it's not great. It's it's not bad. It's it's not going to detract from the experience of the story, and the the uh, and the the uh, twists and turns and the and the uh, uh, portrayal of the, the, the one thing the one thing it does get good it, it it does do well is the actual portrayal of humanity's ever-present anxiety and fear. That is written well, even in the leaders of the military. That, that, that they made sure to write that in because if all of humanity can be counted on like one hand basically, and you're, you're behind a wall and that's been breached already, you're going to live in a constant, in a constant, in the constant state of puckered ass syndrome. And they, they, they wrote that pretty well. So I'll, I'll definitely give them
0: that. Yeah. You definitely get a big, a uh, large sense of malaise and paranoia that as far as they know, they're the last city left.
1: Exactly, they didn't have telephones when these when these uh, when these uh, titans hit, so they didn't develop that technology, obviously, because they don't have resources. Yeah, you know, the, the uh, survey corps has to go out and gather resources. Um, it's, it, especially the 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 one thing that that they did uh, by necessity is they they uh, uh, they invented a harness propulsion system, whereas you have you have compressed gas canisters on a harness and you have uh, uh, a uh, compressed gas release uh, kind of like grappling hook to where you can use the grappling hook uh grapple onto a titan and or building and then uh, release the the compressed gas as a as a propellant to shoot you up and forward now if you practice enough with this you can actually latch a titan onto onto its chest spin around it and around it and you're you're uh, your your uh, line will will wrap its arms and you'll get closer and closer and finally you'll be able to strike the back of its neck and kill it now i can only imagine how many how many years it takes to be good at this because this this thing is like a superhuman movement it's crazy so you you got you gotta train and train and train and basically becomes muscle memory because there, there, there's no way you, you can make a course correction midair it's not happening right. sorry buddy yeah, you are committed to this. But whatever you thought, attack pattern beta 7, you're going to finish that attack pattern, good or ill. You know? But uh, but it is cool to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that's uh, Attack on Titan. Alright.
0: Uh, I know I enjoyed this one watching. I was looking forward to the next uh, season coming out. But, yeah, it does kind of end in a cliffhanger. It does have a neat thing. It's one of the series that I wish was actually complete when they released it, but... Uh... Oh well. Yeah,
1: those are things you have to deal with, I guess. Now, our, our last anime has, the, has that distinction that Attack on Titan does, but without the asterisk. It is Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphans. Now, I know what you're thinking. Heathen Dog, there's only been one or two good Gundam animes. I mean, the rest of them have been crap. Sure. Granted. And me, my favorite is Gundam Wing. This one's my second favorite.
0: I liked the Gender story.
1: Wing now that I think about it. Yeah. The the uh, the uh, storyline for both was excellent. The acting here, the voice acting, superb. The story, I'm not going to say it's the greatest ever, but it's good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and Iron-Blooded Orphans is only available on Hulu. This one's only available on Hulu. Sorry about that for everyone who doesn't have Hulu. Uh, It's from Sunrise Studios, uh, licensed by Sunrise Studios. The original network was JNN, uh, Japan News Network, funny enough. The English network is Adult Swim, uh, Toonami. The original run is October fourth, two 2015 to now. And when I say now, I mean it's going on right now. Every week a new episode comes out on Hulu, right now. It's on the second or third season. It's happening right now. As we speak. Yes, a total of 41 episodes. So that's probably second. Season. yeah, it's it's toward it's toward the end of the second season, happening right now. Now the the, the story behind this is uh, the year it's it's called they call it Post Disaster PD three twenty three, more than three hundred years after the Great War between Earth and the Outer Colonies called the Calamity War. Now it's called the Calamity War, but in Gundam Wing it was just called the War. This this, this is three hundred years after Gundam Wing, basically. And uh, uh, Mars has been successfully terraformed and colonized. Uh, uh, however, even with the with the those achievements, the humans on Mars uh, don't have freedom against the Earth government. Now, if if you if you think of uh, uh, Firefly, okay, uh, Earth and its its closest uh, uh, satellite stations are the are the uh, the inner worlds. You know, like they're they're high high technology, a lot of a lot of freedoms. Um, Everything's clean, everything's brand new, and then you get out, you get out toward Mars and it's all wild, wild west. You know, uh, uh, laws, are, if they have any, are rarely enforced. Uh, 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 several types of slavery exist, stuff like that. And that's where this, this story starts, on Mars. Uh, the, uh, um, the, the main, there's, there's actually two main characters, but if you think about it, they just took one hero and split them into two people, which I thought was really cool. Uh, there, there, there is the leader, Orga, who is, who is the, 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 the leader of their ragtag group. And then there is the best fighter in their group, uh, Mikazuki. Now, uh, both, both Orga and, and uh, Mikazuki knew each other since they were both orphaned uh, um, when they were kids. And th- they were taken in by a mining company, and put in uh, well, not not but a, a mining slash uh, um, I want to say uh, mercenary group as children, and uh, they they were they were implanted with uh, like a fly by wire technology in the in their in their spines, which is which has like a thirty percent chance of killing you outright. So they only did it to orphan kids because they're a diamond dozen. Fuck them, whatever.
0: Yeah, they so. don't have parents anyway. Who's going to object?
1: Exactly. No one's going to object. They got no. They got no parents. They got no family to care. So let's Great. do that.
0: Cause the problem is who signs the permission paperwork. That's
1: what you got to worry about. Yeah, uh, the, the the company does actually.
0: <laughs> the and people the
1: orphanage do. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, um, it it allows you to to connect with with uh, with machines and operate them more fluidly. Which is which is great when when you're sending out a whole bunch of kids who are really cheap. You don't need to train them that much because they're you know they're like in a second skin in these in these uh, in these little tiny battlemax, which which are not the, the 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 Gundam armors you're thinking of. If you think of more like a a very quick uh, lightly armored tank, is 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 what what they put the kids in the, the kids in because they're cheap, they're disposable. You send in a hundred kids in there, they'll they'll weaken the enemy, so so the other soldiers can go in with with no losses and win the day. Well, obviously, our, our two intrepid heroes didn't like this setup and rebelled against their bosses, uh, put the, put the, uh, they, they were in like a, a task force C, which is like the lowest task force. They, they had A and B go into a trap and, and so they, they were all dying and dead and then they, 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 they took over the compound and now they're running the show. All the kids are now running this, this merc outfit.
0: So being part of Operation Orphan Shield was not their future. No,
1: no, no. Or- Orphan Shield was always a bad plan. They've been through it enough, and we're done. So uh, uh, Orga is the is the day to day operations of the whole company, big picture guy. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. Mikazuki is the warrior, and they actually find a Gundam frame which hasn't been made in, in 300 years since the since the, the Gundam Wing era, and they they rebuild it, and. He's pretty much the only person good enough to pilot it because uh, remember when I said you get an implant in, in the back of your, uh, in, the, in the in the in the back of your spine yes. to, to help you merge with machines? Well, he's got three of them. He went through that thirty percent die procedure three times and didn't die. So he can actually use that gunman to its full extent. Oh, wow. And in that in that thing, he is he is a god. He is a killing god. He is the, the god of death. He enters the battlefield. If you don't run away, you're stupid. And and the enemy, the enemies of the of, of, of their their new merc organization, which is called Tek- Tekadan, uh, uh actually uh, uh, learn that pretty quick. Uh, he he uh, it's kind of like he arrives on the scene and everyone has a standing order to run away. It's like oh crap, no, we lost. Run away. I don't want I don't want to lose like a, a million bucks in mech here. Just run away. But uh, 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 Orga's whole goal, his one goal is to protect his family. His family or all of his, all of his orphan kids. Protect them, set them up for a future that has some kind of happy ending possible. Because all of these kids are, were orphans. All of these kids were, were basically kidnapped by the company. All of them were used as fodder. They had no future. It was only at, at what point in the next few weeks am I going to be killed. So his job, his sole purpose in his life, as far as he sees it, is to make sure his family has a future. And to do that, he will do anything. So he – I say he's a hero, but he makes choices that are often so gray they may be considered charcoal. But it's for the good of his people, not yours. He will shoot you in the face if it saves one of his kids. So he's, uh,
0: he's a hero to his own people and a villain to
1: others. yes. Yes, he is, and he's a hero to everyone who who uh, who thinks like him or doesn't like the guy he shot in the face. Because he is charismatic. Well, he is driven. Bad. I mean, he he's a likable. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's a he's a likable guy. You know, as as long as you don't threaten threaten his family. If you threaten his family, then he's gonna shoot you. In the, he's not gonna ask you why. He's he's not gonna ask you. You know, what's your motivation here? How, how can I, how can I turn you around on this issue? He's just gonna pull out a gun and shoot in the face. He's not gonna bother wasting words on you. You threaten his family, and you're done, and that's it. He's that kind of dude. And Mikazuki is 100% devoted to Orga. 100%. I mean, when 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 Orga is worried about Mikazuki's safety, he's like, I don't know, I don't think I don't think I should send you in there. Twenty to one. He's like, Hey, I'm I'm your spear. You have plans. Point me where to go. I'll go, and I'll win for you 100% devotion
0: yeah right yes and it's good to have devotion out of your greatest warrior who can kill
1: everyone with his custom Gundam yes yes that's absolutely true but yes uh, um over over the course of the of the of the first and second seasons uh, they they really flesh out all of the other uh, all of the other characters there's like a Half a dozen to eight uh, an, ancillary characters, su- supporting characters that that don't get glossed over. They actually have character growth. They have a backstory. They have hopes. They have dreams, and you learn them. And and you, the, the the reason why they're following Orga, even if they don't agree with the decision he's made, the 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 reason that that one of them actually left, and and the reason behind that, and you understand it, and it makes sense, and you don't think of him as a traitor because you know he he told everyone from the beginning why he's doing this and now we're going another way and blah blah blah, blah. it it, it the, the 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 writing for the for the supporting cast is excellent even when they're focusing on them it's never slow because it's it's you know opening up a new a, a new onion for you you know there's layers and layers to everyone here so if you can check it out like i said you can binge watch the first season and half the second but the second season is still unfolding. It's unfolding right now. I recommend going going to watch this one. If you if you can't watch the other two, definitely watch this one.
0: Well, it certainly sounds interesting. I mean, you've piqued my interest, in it. I haven't watched a Gundam series in forever.
1: Now, I I was hesitant on this one for a while, just just be just because every other Gundam but Gundam Wing, I I thought was just thumbs down, you know, crap. But this one, it hooked me like halfway through the first episode. I was hooked for the whole thing
0: well cool thank you very much for these anime reviews uh, if you want to keep seeing more of those let us know and I'm sure Ethan Dog will comply because that's what he does I shall comply <laughs> thank you very much I appreciate it. anything else you wish to add
1: uh, thank you everyone for uh, for watching the stream and everyone on YouTube uh, please uh, look, look at our deep backbench bench of, uh, of uh, live stream videos over almost two years <laughs> over two years with almost 100 episodes worth now what do we have? Ninety seven? Is this ninety seven? This is ninety six. Ninety six. Okay. Well then we got four more episodes till so we hit one hundred. So uh look 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 at the very first episode and laugh and, and laugh at them because it's pretty funny. it's pretty crazy how far we've gotten. It is. It is. I mean the the, the quality of this thing alone is just skyrocketed. It's great. <laughs> in recent months, sure, why not? No, not in recent months. I'm talking like, <laughs> like six months a year ago is, is when is when is when I was like, wow, I, I saw a dramatic shift in quality here. Well,
0: I guess we finally started getting getting into it, you know. Doing a little okay. better. Alright, well, thank you very much. Uh, I guess with that being said, we'll move on to a little something else. Our next happy segment. Something I like to call... No comic pool. Yes, Garthon's Comic Pool! Where Garthon talks about three comic books. Okay, so first up, without any further ado... Superman, number 16. Uh, art. Cover. Uh, this was written by Patrick Gleason and Peter J. Tomasi. Uh, art is by Jorge Jimenez and Doug Manka. Uh, this cover you're seeing in the slide is uh, Ryan Suk. Yes, he's holding a bunny. That's the remains of Captain Carrot. He became a bunny. But uh, this is uh, a continuation of the current well, it's the finale of the quote-unquote multiplicity storyline, where all the Supermen from across the multiverse are kind of banding together because they have to fight this horrible entity who is sucking the life force out of all the Supermen to gain their power because he's evil. In the last issue, um, our primary Superman um, convinced the leader of the uh, like the future Super Ultra Mega Justice League who actually monitors the multiverse, um, It's like, hey, i got a plan. We have to get all supermen together. That way, when the guy sends his minions to come for uh, one of us, we'll all be together and can stop him. It's like, all right, that's not a bad plan. So they go collect up all the other Superman from around their multiverse. And being DC, there are, of course, 52 different multiverses. Uh, because DC loves the number 52. So, but at the end of the last, last issue... When they're about to go and do an attack, or someone's like, all right, we're going in, but only I'm going. Because we don't know where this guy is. So basically, he ends up teleporting everyone out, taking their magic singing ship, um, and getting abducted on purpose by the guy.
1: Okay, magic singing ship. Yes. Serious? Serious.
0: Okay. Well, it's hyper-technology singing ship.
1: Yeah, right, carry on.
0: You know, so basically magic singing ship. Um, so he ends up talking with psycho evil guy who's sucking the super juice out of all the Superman of the multiverse. He's like, you're an anomaly. You shouldn't even exist. You're not on the list. You're not on the list because you're not a real superman, but you are because you're an anomaly. But you know what? I'm just going to suck your super juice out anyway because that's what I do. And so I was like, why the hell are you doing this? This is a very bad idea because you're going to have all the supermen against you and they will beat you. He's like, no, they won't. Yeah, they will. No, they won't. Why are you doing this? He says, look, the end of the universe is coming. There's a super powerful force out there who I've seen end universes. It's coming here. So to beat it and to save the universe, I need to suck out all everyone, all the Superman's power. All of them. Every Superman, Superwoman, Super Bunny, whatever it is, I'm sucking their power so I can beat this thing. I don't think I can save the whole universe. I can save my part of this one universe. So, every other, so Superman's like, every other universe has to die? It's like, yeah. Not my problem. I'm gonna save mine.
1: Okay, and then Superman says, "Okay, in, in my back pocket, I have all of my past issues, where where me and my friends have saved all universes, or or one or two of them, whole universes. Here's here's a here's a crisis. Here's, here's another crisis. Here's this, and and uh, you just want to save a corner, a corner of the block? Come on, man, man
0: to know what you think, but he sucks at Superman's powers and throws him in the pit with all the other depowered Supermen, and." Captain Carrot, who's just a bunny now. I have to keep bringing that up, because I can't believe they put Captain Carrot in there. Um,
1: can't believe he's still alive. He
0: well, should have been eaten by now. Well, what they do is they depowered him. He turned to a bunny. they He's not a murderer, per no, se. No, he's not against no. it.
1: No, I mean, all these, all these other depowered Superman have to eat, right?
0: Uh, they get fed. I think they get soiled green. Oh, okay.
1: All right. Okay, never mind. Here, here.
0: If you're a depowered Superman, does Kryptonite affect you anymore? That's what I wonder.
1: No. I would think that so. has been that has been proven in, in several several iterations of Superman that without his power he also doesn't have his weakness. Ah,
0: oh, that's convenient. Um, anyway, the trick was Superman actually wanted to get captured so that way the hordes of Superman they've pulled across from all the universes can now track where the ship got taken to. So they end up coming, they attack the dude. Um, they bring enough solar energy with them to de- repower all the other supermen. So, uh, yeah, so that guy has to deal with all the supermen he already captured and hadn't killed yet. He was planning on when he got around to it. But, you know, he wasn't a murderer. Yeah, just, you know, if they die, they die. He's planning on working them to death. But the... So he ends up having to fight all supermen at once, and they, of course, kick his butt. Because you had to see that coming. Uh, so the end, issue ends with all the Superman shaking hands saying oh how great we are Superman, Superman truth and justice And but then there's an epilogue with you know evil shadowy figures talking about ah yes that one is, has gone so he cannot stop us anymore we will surely destroy the universe now Wah-ha-ha.
1: Yeah, this guy also hasn't read Superman's back catalog of issues
0: well you know it would kind of, be kind of tiresome. like I think that I shall take over the universe who shall stop me uh, they got these guys, these Superman and Batman, whatever. The dude should really look, look at this past history. Hmm, maybe I shall order a pizza. You know,
1: I shall conquer the pizza place. Let's, let's let's do some research on this universe first. <laughs>
0: you know. All right, all universes except this one. This one yeah, can six, stay. Six one six. Leave
1: it alone. Leave that one alone. This one put it on the back burner. Everyone else is mine. I
0: I think in DC the primary universe is like twenty. I thought it
1: was six one six. No, that's Marvel. Oh, it's Marvel. Okay, sorry. 20? All right. Yeah,
0: Clueless is, and the zoo crew. Yep, Captain Carrot and the zoo crew. But the... Uh...
1: Oh, wait, wait. You, no, no, you, you left it out. Did, when when all the Superman got repowered, did, did the super bunny get repowered?
0: Yeah, Captain Carrot, you know, all of a sudden sprung up, you know, flexing his giant bunny biceps, and they... Uh... The funniest part of when they're fighting the guy, I think, what they call it? Pro- Prophecy. I think that was the guy's name. Um, Like, they're like... He's trying to shoot them with, be- with beams that's basically composed of all their power. And they're like, he can't take all of our power. So Instead like, of turning his fist back to himself, so he shoots himself in the face. It's like, that's just mean. You know, why are you blasting yourself? Why are you blasting yourself? So, but anyway, they do take the guy out. And the guy's like, you know, we're doomed now. We're doomed. We're doomed. So I thought I kind of liked that, that he was evil. But he was trying to save his universe. He's still wrong.
1: Well, his little corner of it.
0: He could have got out and said, hey, Superman, this is coming. Why do we all get together and help each other? But he was evil, so that's not his thought process. You know, He's kind of like, I will save this, this is my universe so I could dominate it later. You know, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, so that was that. Elgarian uh, says, supposedly every episode of *Signs* was you could spot Superman in the episode. Actually, yes, that's true. And also, when Seinfeld did his American Express commercial, he did it on the condition that he could have Superman in there. And when they looked for the voice of Superman, they actually hired the guy who did putty on Seinfeld. Oh my gosh. Patrick Warburton did the voice of Superman in his uh, American Express commercial.
2: Oh, cool. Patrick Warburton has an amazing voice.
0: He, well, he I thought he was great in, like, the brief Tick uh, series he was doing. Oh, it was hilarious. I loved it. The new Tick series they're doing actually looks pretty good if you've seen the first episode of that. Oh, there's a new Tick series? Really? There sort of is. On Amazon Prime, they did this thing where they made pilots of shows. And they said, hey, if these shows get enough views and enough positive votes, we'll actually make a season of this. Huh. And if that season does well enough, we'll make more seasons. And one of the shows they had a pilot of was The Tick it's an interesting way to do it yeah um, and the tick it, it, I, it's only one episode so it kind of leaves you hanging you're like no I want more but it's definitely worth watching
2: yeah Patrick Warburton is actually the narrator on the new Lemony, uh, Snickets. Lemony Snicket series which I actually love
0: I haven't watched it I'm going to watch it, it looks really good heard heard good things
2: yeah it's uh, definitely targeted for a younger audience it's not a lot well, of
0: adult humor it's dark know, the, though but it's the, uh, the books are you know young adult books yeah. It was All enjoyable. Right. Next up is Avengers number four, or Earth Mightiest, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. The Avengers number four. This was written by Mark Wade. Uh, art is Michael Del Mundo. Uh, this cover is Alex Ross. But what's interesting is the art style you see in the cover, and those are totally different arts to inside, actually carries to the inside. Uh, Michael Del Mundo has this wonderful painted style. Uh, so it's a very interesting book to read just because it's a lot like reading paintings. So in some ways, it actually does kind of cause a disconnect with that watercolor look of it. But in other ways, some of the painted panels just beautiful to look at. But... Uh, the past few... Actually, every issue of this new series, earth my His heroes the first three issues dealt with Kang the Conqueror the time traveling villain and a whole bunch of his alternates in a previous Avengers series they actually ended up with baby Kang right before he went out and became evil and Vision had the option of what to do with him and it was kind of sent as a moral quandary does Vision kill him so that he never becomes Kang or what does he do And what he ended up doing was kidnapping the kid and hiding it. Um, Unfortunately, Kang is multidimensional. Basically, Kang is messed with time so much that even if you break his origin, he's still there. But now he's just really ticked because he needs to fix his origin. Which was interesting. Um, So that's what happens in here in issue number four. Well, that that was happening in issues one through three, where they were fighting against Kang across different versions of Kang from different timelines. And then they finally got that mess sorted out when Vision decided really the best, because actually they were starting like to end universes because Kang was just destroying timelines, because he could, because he is immune to it.
2: Yeah, Kang's an interesting villain. I've read some storylines where he actually uh, seeks out his own copies and tries to destroy them. Yep.
0: So, Kang's all kind of messed up. What was funny is his final evolution. Ah, oh gosh, it's actually a hero. Well, not a hero, but he's amazingly good. Ah, uh, what is that called? Anyway. Um, but in this, this issue is beginning with what's called the Kang War IV. Kang War Four begins. This issue is sympathy for the Kang. You know, it's like a sympathy for the devil issue. It's Kang monologuing the whole issue about where he's come from, what he's done. It doesn't fully lay out everything he's done. Like, and then for a while I was Ramatut. After Ramatut, I became Kang. After I was Kang, I became... You know, they don't start going through all that. Immortus, thank you, cthulhu Law. Yeah, Kang's final incarnation, according to Immortus, is Immortus. Where he realizes that being evil for eons really didn't help him out much, and he really is trying to make amends. And Kang often denies that Immortus is his end, because he can't believe he'd end up being such a sissy. Yes, Immortus is good future Kang, who Kang honestly denies every time that he can't believe he actually ever ends up like that, because Immortus is a sissy, according to Kang. But I appreciate it a law, thank you. Um, but anyway, this issue is entirely Kang kind of going over his backstory, and talking about like, how he's all this stuff set up, and... He is immortal and across timelines, and then he starts noticing all his timelines collapsing, and it ends with like the Avengers busting down his door. So that's kind of weird. That seems like the Avengers are like proactively going after Kang because he wasn't doing it at the time. But then again, since he's a time traveler, he's always actually doing something.
1: Yeah, he didn't know he was he was messing with the Avengers and pissing them off because he hadn't done it yet, or he had done it so long ago he forgot, and they came after this one.
0: Right, or maybe he has future will have done it. You know, Kang's weird. Once you start messing that much with time travel, the stories just become incomprehensible and start going, well, whatever, time travel. You know, it's worse than, you know, Doctor Who does a good good job of avoiding that, even though it's all time travel. But Kang's timeline has been so messed up, even Kang can't keep track of it. But anyway, uh, it wasn't, an, I didn't rate, rate the last Superman issue, did you, on my scale of five? Uh, nope. Superman number 16, was it? I think it was 16. Yep. Yeah, 16. Superman number 16. I enjoyed the issue. Thought it was a good ending of it. A um, little stereotypical. Could have been better. I'll give it a 3.5 out of 5. I liked it. Could have been a lot better. Just some. And what would you give Avengers number 4? Um, Avengers number 4? I don't know. It's not easy to peg this one. It's a setup issue for a big story arc. But we just had three issues of all Kang all the time, and ah, uh... and actually I think well, it was now... even longer than that.
1: Well, yeah, but now it's going to be Kang and the Avengers.
0: I don't know. I did like the backstory for Kang, where he talks about how he was originally from the like 31st century, where mankind had become weak and soft, and their only decision was which teat to suckle off of next. Yeah, you know, it like shows this futurescape where he's just like bored. But there's flying cars and giant skyscrapers, and it's a time where technology is taking care of every one of mankind's ills. And so, what do you do? You know, go play hyper rollerball? You know, what's there to do with your life? There's no ambition,
1: no
0: no drive.
1: Well, yeah, there's no ambition because uh, you're you're living in a hyper utopia. Right. Of course, there's no ambition because there's there's nothing to aspire to. That's the
0: problem with hyper utopias. It takes away people's, you know. According to Kang, it takes away you know, their individuality, their reason for being. What point is there in existing if it's just to exist? He wanted more. So he went to forbidden tech- you know, He decided to uh, relearn all, using uh, 31st century study techniques where you could directly plug in stuff to your brain. He uh, learned all of Dr. Doom's time technology in about two weeks. So uh, that's where he started, and he improved from there. I remember for a while, they actually saying that Dr. Doom was one of Kang's timelines. But I think they walked back from that. But I think they still sometimes like to hint at it, and then they say, no, no, no it's not possible. you know. Both Doom yeah, and Kang deny plan. it.
1: Don't,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't mess with the Doom. Yeah, I agree. Doom's too awesome. Don't mess with him. Uh, but Anyway, this issue, I'll give it a 3.5 out of 5. I liked it, didn't love it. It was a slightly above average comic.
1: Well, you you love the art, though,
0: right? I like the art. There's times where the dialogue just felt like it was stamped on top of an image rather than it was part of the story. And that's the problem with this, the painted art style. It's pretty to look at, but sometimes it could look kind of stilted. So it's kind of weird. Um, Like I said, three and a half out of five. Uh, I think Mark Waite's a good writer. I liked reading Kang's Monologuing backstory, but I also wish that more was actually going on. Uh, and parts of the story they told, you know, ca- uh, contradict other Kang backstories, but that's to be expected. Uh, it's a, one, it's a comic book; two, it's Kang. So three and a half out of five is almost a four. If the next issue's any good, it might kick this issue up. If it's bad, it'll I'll leave it like it is. So it, it's highly dependent. So much like Kang, I'll have to time leap once I know the next issue. <laughs> Copy. And our final surprise issue. It's a surprise.
1: Come on. Come
0: on. My Little Pony number 50.
1: Oh, what? Oh. My Little Pony, Friendship
0: is Magic from IDW.
1: I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Oh, you have too many girls. Oh. Oh.
0: All right. (laughs) Right. I need a drink. I'm done with you. I'll eject you from the channel. So, uh, this was part three, or three of Chaos Theory. Uh, after Discord, uh, who is the spirit of chaos, who in the cartoon is voiced by everyone's favorite Q. Um, what are you, someone actually made a My Little Pony
1: John, comic. John Delancey?
0: John Delancey. We're actually on issue... No, what do you got? 50 of Friendship is Magic. There's multiple My Little Pony series. Um... There's a Friends Forever series, and I think there's a Fiendship is Magic series, where it goes over villains from the series. The reason I chose this issue is, one, you know, I get my little point for my kids. My girls like it. But, also, this book has actually hit 50 issues. That's one a month. 50 issues. That's pretty impressive for a comic based off a kid's cartoon. Usually those don't last that long. So I I was kind of impressed by that. And where is... Where's my artist? Um, Written by Anderson, art by Price. I had all the information here. Anyway. Uh, Two stories. The first is the wrap-up of the chaos theory part, where Discord, um, because he is the spirit of chaos, and actually got a little upset over being left out of everything, uh, maybe not being able to make true friends because he's too chaotic, Um, actually ended up reprogramming himself to become a Chord, the the spirit of order. And of course, this ends up going terribly wrong, where at first I was like, yeah, it's great, he's actually helping people out. And where he starts turning into everything must be orderly, I will mind control everyone so everyone likes each other. Um, And that doesn't work out too well. So in the end, uh, Starlight Glimmer ends up showing him why what he's doing is wrong, after he almost takes over all of Equestria. So I liked it. It was a nice nice ending to the storyline. Yeah, I read them too. I buy them, so I'm going to read them. Um, What I find interesting about a lot of the My Little Pony stories... They look like four-legged gums with hair. Yeah, it's not the greatest art in the comics. (laughs) Very colorful. It is colorful. But what's interesting about the My Little Pony stories, both in the cartoon and in the comic, is there is an underlying tone of the importance of free will, individuality, commerce, making choices that matter. These are over and over again in the stories. Um, There's actually one story where they go to a village where everyone's special magic cutie mark is the same. It's an equal sign. And the person in charge is telling them, like, oh, we're all equal here. No one is different than anyone else. No one's better or worse. And that's why we're all friends, because no one is causing the pain caused by differences. uh, It's like Dr. Seuss type stuff. Sort of, except the entire episode becomes an allegory for communist Russia. (laughs) Yay where let's let's program our children well it's basically it's interesting because at first looks like everything's happy but a couple of the ponies like they these are fake smiles these people are actually happy to be here
2: well think about the the old early comics how much how filled they were with propaganda
0: yeah i wouldn't say it's propaganda in here it's just it's it's not expected from a children's cartoon i mean they actually show a part with that storyline where the ponies get locked in a room Uh, with loudspeakers blaring at them about being equal and being the same and, you know, how all ponies can work together. You know, it's just basically like communist propaganda is being broadcast at them. You know, it's like showing a much nicer version of Soviet mind control techniques. And it was really kind of surprising to me. Um, So it's very, it's not blatant, and the most striking thing to me is like how much this series, especially as it's targeted at little girls, fosters and agendas the importance of individuality, free will, and making decisions that matter. And also friendship, you know, and not just being friends to be nice to everyone, but having actual meaningful friends who you relate to. And so I, that's the reason I chose this book out of a couple others I got because it's a 50th issue, so it's actually a strange milestone. I never thought they'd have this many issues, but also it's a nice sum up and it's an interesting series that most guys aren't going to read. For, and if you want to see the Authority and Stormwatch, is that they turn their villains into Clark series go on. That's a fair choice. The only thing I, only thing I didn't like about the Authority series, uh, but that is true that those series both had a tendency to take their, to, uh. It's like the old saying, what's the greatest way to defeat a foe? To make him your friend. And they do that throughout the series. Not always. Some of their foes are irredeemable. But most of them, they become friends. But the authority bothered me in that the authority came out and was like issue three or four basically came and said, hey, uh, you people are too dumb to govern yourselves. We're the authority now. We're in charge. And that really bothered me. Because they took away freedom of choice. And they thought it was okay. I stopped reading it at that point. Uh, but anyway, uh, for this issue, I'm not big on the art I mean, honestly, the art could be a lot better, um, but it's serviceable. Like I said it's aimed at little girls, not a not forty year old men. No matter what the Bronies might tell you, it is not aimed at forty year old men, they need to get over it. Um, not huge in the art. Um, The dialogue was okay, it's obviously meant for Little Kids comic, and in that it's very functional, very serviceable. And they actually do deal with some kind of big topics, in that conformity and order aren't always good. Um, That just being a part of something isn't necessarily positive. That it's more important to be an individual. That it's more important to stand up for what you believe in. And I, I like that. So. Uh, uh, well, compared to the other comics, it's like a three out of five. But on its own, for what it is, I'm going to give it a four to five as a children's comic, Angel Little Girls. Four, four and a half out of five. Ah,
2: yes. What a pleasant surprise. Thank you
0: for yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. Well, you know, it was a surprise. I think we lost Heathen Dog. That's okay. but uh, No,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm still here. i was just waiting until that, that, that massacre was over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? When I got my poll this week, it was kind of slim. It was either this wait. or Uncle Scrooge.
2: Wait a minute. Is that Pony jumping out of a cake?
0: Yes, that is Pinkie Pie. She's jumping out of a cake. Um, Pinkie
1: Pie is don't a party party. Ba- the
2: the don't, innuendo
1: there is just horrible. Don't tell me the names. I don't want to know that. Too late now. I don't want that in my brain rattling around when I'm trying to (laughs) sleep at night.
0: (laughs) Uh, My question is, how can the ponies have cutie marks that describe their names, but they're named before they get their cutie marks? Does their name determine their cutie mark? Or is it predetermined by some fourth wall type of issue where maybe there is no choice, as Aristotle thought of? We could relate that to another discussion in the future.
1: Far in the future. <laughs>
0: yes. Cthulhu says Applejack is his favorite and Rainbow Dash. My favorite is mm-hmm. Twilight Sparkle.
1: You two have too many girls in your life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least we have girls in our life. And we're not just, you know, watching this because, you know, well, men should watch My Little Pony.
1: Heck Yeah. Okay, that, that's a fair point. I'll, I'll I'll get you a point for that one.
0: <laughs> oh, the only thing I like better than My Little Pony is Rainbow Bright. Wow. They're remaking that from what I heard. Stop Maybe they did it. remake it. it. Stop it.
1: Stop it. Stop it. Eject.
0: <laughs> Eject. That's one of the things that like, was right. like, kind of late no, no, no. Watching Saturday Morning no, cartoons no, I, in I... the 80s. You're watching something awesome. Like, yeah, Transformers! And then, you know, next thing you know, it's Rainbow Bright, And you're like the hell is this? G.I. Jones, Speaking who of wants to laugh for this? That new uh, Transformers trailer looks
2: pretty
1: good. I, like, have, I, have no, I have no faith in any Transformers movie anymore. I just don't. No uh, they, they actually I, have
2: Anthony Hopkins in this one. I
0: do
1: like Anthony. Well, yeah. No, he no, he, he will have a bubble of Golden Boy around him. But whenever you know, he's off screen, it's going to be a crap show.
0: You know, Bob Hoskins was in the Super Mario Brothers movie that
1: yeah, apparently he had uh, his his kid had some uh, gambling debts or something. The only, the only thing I could understand about that,
0: <laughs>
1: he needed that money bad.
0: Are you talking about Bob Hoskins?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there was or actually maybe he had gambling debts.
0: Well, actually, there's a if you ever read the like the backstory of uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, when Bob Hoskins signed on for that movie, he read the script and all right, you know that's all right, sure. And his kids loved Super Marvel. They were like, oh, sure. And then when he showed up to film, the script was 100% different. Not a single line was the same. But he'd already signed up. He was like, how much are you paying me? All right, I'm still here. You know, that that movie, even the shooting was so bad, the actors were continually drunk. Like, almost the entire movie, (laughs) every actor was drunk almost the entire time. You can actually watch scenes, you could tell that John Leguizamo, especially, is just bombed out of his skull, you know. Yeah, him and Bob Hoskins just get drunk as skunks, because the script would change daily. Instead of so even bothering learning their lines, they would just show up drunk, and, uh, because booze was free on set, so they would just drink, and say whatever they were supposed to, and just, they knew it was bad. They knew it was bad.
1: Anyway. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
0: For RNG, was there anything you guys want to talk about? Break into? Yes.
1: yes, I do. I have a giant spike to ram through your happiness.
0: Oh, he's he's the dragon of my little pony.
1: Spike? Yes. I told Ooh. you to not, not, not tell me things
0: like that. <laughs> You're the one bringing up the characters, not me. Yeah. Shut up.
1: I was talking about an actual railroad spike. Oh, well, you didn't specify. Through your happiness. Go ahead. Okay, this one is uh, about Fukushima. Remember that? Yeah, uh, coming up on six years ago, there was a uh, earthquake and tsunami that uh, that opened up a uh, a hole in the power plant in uh, in Fukushima province. Yeah, that was lame. Yes, it was very lame. And uh, I got a I got a, I read something today. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it's from CNET, and apparently, uh, Fukushima Number One power plant has reached off the chart radiation levels because molten core material is leaking out of the containment area.
2: Hmm.
1: Now, I thought, wow, this has got to be super great. Let's read on. And uh, the reading is 530 sieverts. Now, a, a sievert... Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. 530 sieverts? Yeah. Yeah, I work in radiation.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, for, hang on, hang on. For all, of, for all of us who don't know what a sievert is, uh, um, Rick, I'm going to pose you a question. How many sieverts... Can you can your body absorb until you are irrevocably going to die?
2: One million
1: negative eight. Ooh. You if if you're exposed to eight sieverts of radiation, of ionizing radiation, there is no hope for you. There is no treatment. You're going to die.
2: So it's safe to say, their janitorial staff—they're uh, probably
1: not going to make it. Well, no, no. They've already quarantined the area. No one's actually been exposed to that level. But at at the rupture, at the break, it's 530 sieverts of ionizing radiation.
2: Is there going to be a meltdown? Are they? Is there going to be China syndrome? Oh,
1: no, well, it's no, no, no. It's not going to do that. But uh, but molten core material, core material that's already melted down, is seeping out of the containment, hmm. and it's getting into the ground and then into the water.
2: They should probably design it so it doesn't do that
1: well, they should have designed it so it could handle a, uh, a tsunami and a earthquake because you're in a country that gets both very frequently.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You'd think, but uh, no. And uh, after that, it was just all downhill. So this is almost, this is March. March of this year will be six years since this happened. Now, if this radiation, now radiation that's already gotten into the ocean has has is now reaching other parts of the world, like across the planet. This level of radiation leak is so bad no one can go in and fix it because at 530 sieverts per hour you uh, divide that by eight that's how many fractions of an hour someone can stand there and not be a death sentence a complete 100 death sentence that's not enough time to do anything so they can't do anything about it nothing it's going to keep leaking this much until it either all leaks out or they drop a giant dome from orbit or some crap. I don't know. Some super science bull crap. Hmm. So that's a, that, really that's not what all I'm
2: that good. Be. And at no. least until the fuel expends itself. And then yeah, that's half-life worse. Uh, occurs over and over and over again. And then it's all decayed. And
1: yeah, that'll be 10,000 like- years later. No, no, no. The half-life is probably 10,000 years. So we're, we're t- <laughs> to actually be completely gone, you're talking hundreds of thousands of uh, years.
0: Was it is it uranium-235? Most likely. I used to know the half-life off the top of my head. No, I don't.
1: Okay. But it's it's not anywhere near our children's, grandchildren's, great-great-grandchildren's lifetime. Not anywhere near hmm. that. And uh, if all of this nuclear material leaks out, into the ocean it's going to be bad for pretty much everybody all right
0: um, the the half-life of uranium-235 is 4.47 billion years
1: okay huh. that, we're, we're screwed. boned <laughs> just boned super boned
2: well on the scale of one to Chernobyl uh, what are we at here
1: well it's uh, from what I from what I've read I think we're at Manhattan re- Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, there, there's, there's not going to be a giant explosion that, that spreads radiation through the air, which would be the worst-case scenario. That, that means everyone gets dosed immediately. And it, it, it flies through the air, it, it, it gets into, uh, um, uh, what do you call those, uh, jet, jet streams, and flies to all different places around the world and screws everyone immediately. This is the slow burn of that. This is everyone gets just as screwed, just over a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. Because it's in the water. Once it's in the water, it will eventually get into everything.
2: They need to get uh, Monty Burns over there to run that power plant. He does a good job on The Simpsons.
1: Yeah, he has accents all the time, and no one gets dead. I voted for him for
0: mayor. I liked his campaign slogan. Mm -hmm. Only a moron (laughs) wouldn't cast his vote for Monty Burns. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't still remember that episode. Mayor, wasn't Mayor Quimby's something like, uh, "If he, if you were running, he'd vote for you."
2: Yeah. Is Simpson still running?
0: Yes, it's yes. still running. Oh it my is. gosh, really? It's. Yep. I mean, it hasn't been funny for years, but it's still on TV. They're still making new episodes.
1: So that that's that's my RNG. That, How is that R-? that's RNG? That's not fun. I didn't. I, it's random Ooh. number. I, that, that was the the random numbered number today was Black Cloud of Death. Hey, when
2: you're the dungeon master and you roll that crap, you re-roll. They can't see anyway because the screens up.
1: Well, <laughs> you know what? Everyone can see this. All right. <laughs> the, well, the, the dungeon master screen fell down, and you you, you saw the uh, Fukushima number one is leaking. Oh, you saw that. Well, roll yeah, oh, you man. know
0: what? Neo Tokyo ain't gonna happen on its own. You got to push that stuff along. Just saying. That's an Acura reference. Thank you.
1: Yes. It is. <laughs> Rick, bring us up, man. You got something that's upbeat.
2: I do. The best website ever in existence. RPOTA? Wow. No, actually. Right. I, I would not claim mine is. Uh, that's,
0: that's the second best.
2: <laughs> so uh, it's been ages since I've done tabletop gaming, and I've always uh, wanted to have a resurgence and go back to it, but uh, I never have. But in the time uh, I think I discovered this website, Oh, maybe 10 years ago. It's utterly an amazing website. Have you guys been to davesmapper.com? Uh, no. no. I've heard of Incarnate,
0: but not Dave's Mapper.
2: Yeah, go to davesmapper.com. Do it right now. I demand this. Uh, Already had thing. to do it. And right there in map size, crank that puppy up. It can go upwards to 25 tiles by 25 tiles. So what basically what Dave's mapper is it's a whole bunch of artists that contribute to this project And when I started following this website, uh, probably ten years ago, there was probably uh, One quarter of the artists at that time. So it was an older site than even ten years ago, but um, You can turn these tiles you can turn off particular artists you can save particular tiles to your favorites you can uh Print the map out Um, So that way uh, you can use it on your adventures or export it to you know a file Uh, You can even print it in cube format so you can make a dice that's map and you can roll it you can do a map style that's Top down which is the default or you can do a one. That's a cutaway side view It's just simply a really really cool website for making custom mac- maps on the fly for an adventure on a, a, a tabletop role-playing game.
0: There's certainly going to wow. be Gygaxian, but uh, yeah. yeah
2: I, side side view is my favorite. If you click uh, on the very first drop down where it says dungeons and you click it to side view.
0: Oh, I love side view. Side view is so cool. Yeah, it definitely uh, reminds me of old Gygax dungeons. Even side that view because they used to use some old dungeons like this.
1: I, I can understand why you, you can turn off on and off different artists because uh, all these uh, some of these tiles are just radically different uh, uh, styles.
2: Yeah, but the, if you kind of just you know not focus too much on that, uh, but you because you're basically describing this to people, you may actually show them the map. You know, people in your adventure. I mean, why not? Um, yeah, you may want to pretty it up and turn off certain tiles that you don't think are. Uh, conducive for displaying to your players, but if you just have it behind your dungeon master screen, it doesn't matter because you're just describing it. And uh, it's just a um, let's say you have a random encounter. Well, now you can have a random dungeon where they just somebody decided to go off the beaten path. And you're like, okay, you went off the beaten path. Well, I need to come up with something quick. Well, boom, random dungeon.
1: That is cool. Yeah, and and you you can mix and match the tiles, spin them around. Uh, moving left, moving right, up and down, and they they automatically orient to uh, to be yeah. compatible with the ones next to them. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's an incredibly clever site. and uh, I just uh, I don't know. I I think it deserves uh, to be super famous, and that's why I talked about it here on Legion of
0: Myth. That is super cool. Cool, and yeah, we can get the word out about that. That's right. We are the ones. Have you guys heard of Incarnate? Since we're talking about D and D resources or tabletop RPG resources, I have not. All right, Incarnate. Let me show, give me shove a link at you real quick. Tralala. All right, Incarnate. I n k a r n a t e, uh, like ink, ornate, Um Basically, is a map tool to create uh, outdoor maps of your favorite uh, homebrew world.
1: Nice, we're getting, we're getting the whole spectrum here.
0: That's right. Yeah, I, when I heard a days mapper like that, like Incarnate, like, no, it's a totally different system. Um, but it's actually pretty easy to use. You can actually make some really nice maps off of this. Um, it kind of reminds me of older versions of Campaign Cartographer, but easier to use. Um, the newer version of Campaign Cartographer I haven't used, but from what I've seen, they're pretty crazy now. Uh, with what you can do with it. But uh, you could add objects, patterns, sculpt and paint your consonants and stuff, uh, mess with scales. So it's a really neat system, and a lot of people love it. But again, um, I think – I know it's a beta. I think it's free to use, actually, 100%. But, yeah, just another resource if you want to make outdoor maps. Uh, yeah, it looks,
2: looks really high quality. I mean, there's people that do amazing uh... – resources for, for even like MMOs, like uh, their player owned town, they want to draw a map of their town. Well, this would be
0: amazing. Yep, incarnate is great for that kind of stuff. I might actually try this. Yeah, uh, BTMI says someone did a Southern Westeros map, yeah. Uh, that's definitely a tool that the more time you put in, you can actually make your worlds a lot nicer. You'll see people post of like, hey, look, this is what I made in incarnate in two hours. And, it's serviceable, but you see the guys who spent like days on their maps or have refined it over months, and they look incredible. Y- you wouldn't even know that it was just made for some tool, not an actual map of a real place.
2: Hmm. Well, I'm definitely bookmarking this.
0: Yeah, it's definitely worth looking at. Let's see. Trying to think of anything exciting. One guy in our college show liked making outdoor continental maps. Yeah, there's some guys who just really get off on that kind of stuff. I like it, but not to the point where I actually make them look decent. It's like I like playing around with it. Um, But I respect the guys who actually have the patience, and they love building those intricate, highly detailed outdoor, or even indoor maps. Let's see. Other random stuff going on right now. Um, When I get a little bit of free time, I've been playing some Star Trek Online, uh, going through the daily quests, and uh, also, I never completed the uh, the future-proof story arc. Really? Yeah, I I, I did Vorgon conclusions and stopped there, uh, just because I got busy doing other stuff. So I'm going back and doing those. Like I'll do my daily, uh, do my Admiral missions, you know, set up R and D, all that stuff. And then I'll start running the episodes I missed. Um, so I'm having why did, fun doing. Why didn't that. you
1: call me? Because you're busy. You're important. I'm, well, I am busy and important, but I can make time for for, for the plebes that I like.
0: All right, man. Um, next time. That I together. usually do it at like it's after like ten o'clock at night. Usually, when I jump on.
1: I'm I'm up till midnight Eastern, so there you go.
0: All right, cool. Next time I do it, I'll uh, hit you up. All right. But you know, I don't want you know. Just so you know, I am uh, almost good at playing the game. So you better look out. <laughs> Uh, BT Micom on RNG. Unf- unfortunately, he went out and watched the Resident Evil movie earlier today.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you, mm-hmm. you, uh you, uh, <laughs> you, you told us it, it wasn't the worst one.
2: Yeah, that that was my comment last week. Yeah, he I saw didn't it say week. it was the best yeah. one. <laughs>
1: no, it definitely was not that. It was definitely not that. I went and saw it after after you said it wasn't. It wasn't the worst. I thought you were joking, and you were not.
0: We well, you know, not, not the worst is not the highest bar to jump over, but uh...
1: and and I still tripped over this thing; it was bad. You know, <laughs> was... the first resident. Oh, BT Michael Evil...
0: says it is the worst one. Oh,
1: <laughs> no, no, it. it says it was oh, not. not. No, he says not. it was not okay. the worst one. Okay,
0: it was not. All right, it wasn't it even was the was not second, second worst. You're right. Not even the second worst. <laughs> that's exactly one. what Lagarian yeah, was saying. But, but
1: it, there's been like, <laughs> but but there's been like 18 of them, so that's still not good praise. <laughs> I mean, if if you count all the animated ones, it's still. It's still not good praise.
2: Yeah, I think that if you count the animated animated ones, there are eight of them. Cause there's six live action. I think there's two animated ones. Are there really correct?
0: two animated ones? I thought there I thought... was at least three. I didn't know there were any animated ones.
2: Well, there's definitely at least two. I looked it up uh, when I was trying to figure out what the count was. But yeah, there could be three.
0: That's a lot of Resident Evil movies.
2: And let's count the video games. I mean, that's a lot of story out there for people that are just fascinated by the
0: storyline. They, uh... they just released seven uh, for the video game consoles.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's very, from what I've been told, I haven't purchased it. It's very different than the other Resident Evil games. Very creepy, very scary, but still very different.
1: Yes, uh, C- Cthulhu, the, uh, the, uh, the animated uh, Resident Evil ones are are seemingly CGI. I don't know if they actually are, but they, they 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 skirt that uncanny valley that I was talking about earlier that I don't like. But, uh, yeah. That that happened.
2: Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: I did actually... I do own Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3. I need to find I a have... way to stream my dang consoles. That's what I need to do.
1: Well, well I, I have... Uh all the movies except for the one that just came out i have all the movies on my on my plex server why because i like them well to varying degrees obviously but... all, right, all, right, all right yeah
0: I, don't know, I liked the first one i can't say i didn't i thought the second plex. one was i thought the center one was the uh-oh, second uh-oh, one. oh hang on like hang
1: on hang on elgarian has a question
0: what is this plex you speak of
1: Oh, Plex is a, uh, is, is a way to, uh, it's, it's a, it's a free program to, to put on a computer that you put in your laundry room, like I do, or in a closet or whatever. And, uh, um, it's, a it, it, it manages all of your TV, music, pictures, home movies and movies, hmm. and you can stream them to any device you own and you can actually give people access to them. So, so they, they can stream them from your computer. So they can watch as well, and there, there's a whole community of people. It's like, hey, I got I got this many movies, this many stuff. Can can we stream each other? And then you you hook them up with you, and they hook up they they hook you up with them, and you can stream all their movies to all your devices. They can stream all your movies to their devices. So it's it's a way of sharing content without technically breaking any copyright laws.
2: So you don't have to wear an eye patch when you do it.
1: Right, exactly. You don't have to wear an iPad when you do it. I mean, if since you're you not actually DVD... downloading, you don't actually exactly, like, oh, exactly. Hey. You're you're not you're not giving them the content. It's it's exactly the same as you inviting them over to watch a DVD you own. Ooh. yes. So you know, if if you bought the movie, you you uh, you rip it to your computer. It doesn't go anywhere. Other people can access that, virtually, but only people that you say yes to. That's the important part. Some some random person can't come up and, and and watch your movie. You have to give them permission, which is virtually the same thing as asking them into your to your home to watch the That's movie true. with. You. Yes. Hmm. So it, it it skirts all the copyright laws, and and uh, you get to you get to share movies with people, and they will share them with you. Like me on mine, I got over a hundred over a hundred movies. On uh on my on my Plex server. Which I share with Cthulhu, <laughs> and, and uh, he, he shares his Plex with me. But that's problematic because he has an he has the Nvidia Shield, which he put Plex on, which has not been good for him. It, it's more down than up. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah, I don't I don't recommend that. Uh, if if you if if you put Plex on a on a on a computer, you can put it on an old crappy computer you own. I swear to God, it is it is it is the easiest thing to run. Uh, if, if you have a, if you have a, a penny three processor, you can, you can run this program. I swear you can do it and it'll work. Uh, it, it does not do the, the rendering. It, it, it doesn't do any processing. It just shoots the data to the other person's device and their device does, the does all the rendering and processing and all the, all the heavy lifting.
2: Hmm,
1: so interesting. yeah, if you have an old crappy computer that's sitting in, uh, uh, collecting dust because it can't do anything fun anymore it can do this
0: hmm. all right well uh one last thing uh for the rng segment uh they announced a little while ago that star trek discovery is delayed again so what was originally supposed to come out at the beginning of the year uh has been pushed back multi- actually originally it was supposed to come out at the same time as the 50th anniversary of star trek it just keeps getting pushed you know they didn't even have people hired for that you know the main cast wasn't even hired until beginning of the year so of course it was pushed yeah, it's not happening in may anymore but lucky if it happens this year um they lost like another director or producer or something i just started to get really worried about star trek discovery i really really am i started hopeful and then like every, uh, almost every news story since like the first month or two has been kind of disturbing. The casting, I'm, okay, I'm good with. I like the casting. But like every now is like, oh, this director is no longer associated. This producer is no longer associated. This, it's like, wait a minute, why is this happening? And it's only going to be on CBS All Access, and you got to pay us monthly to see it, and you'll have like maybe two episodes a month. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, yeah
1: when yeah when, when stuff like that happens you know it's because that they they ran it through some some focus groups and it sucked
0: well no they hadn't even shot
1: anything yet
0: nothing shot nothing 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 there's no completed episodes
1: Wow I have no faith in this at all hmm. yeah that, it's
0: just really worrisome it's like uh, they supposedly have completed scripts but they only just started shooting.
2: Maybe they're trying to find the perfect script.
0: I don't... Well, that never works out well. I mean... You go through constant and constant rewrites and you end up with uh, Chinese Democracy from Guns N' Roses. uh, Which isn't bad, but it's not great. Chinese Democracy would have been a great album if it was released 10 years earlier than it was. When it was actually originally completed, it would have been a great album. But time moved on. Uh, So anyway, I really want to love Discovery. I really hope great things for it. I actually kind of like the idea that the story doesn't follow the captain, but it follows one of the subordinates. I kind of like that. It's an interesting take on it. Um, Because in all the Star Trek series, the main focus has been the captain. You know, even in episodes, not every episode is just the captain, but the main focus, you know, in original series is clearly Kirk. In Next Generation it's clearly Picard. You know, um, in Deep Space Nine, it's clearly Space Jesus Cisco. You know, in every series you can point at, it's clearly around the captain, but this one's supposed to be focused on a uh, a lieutenant commander. So that could be interesting to see. I'm kind of excited about it. Except, I like the casting choices they've shown, but I I just worry for the series, and it makes me sad. Because anytime you start seeing these kind of delays, you know, but then again, with the amount of information coming out about the series, we wouldn't even really know about all the stuff even happening if it wasn't Star Trek. If it was just some new sci-fi series they were building.
1: Yeah, we they, would, they wouldn't even tell us. They wouldn't yeah, matter.
0: We wouldn't know about casting or anything, you know? So, but then again, from what I've read, this is not normal. All these delays. Especially since they were hoping to have it out months ago. And they only just started filming up in Canada. Anyway, so that makes me worried, makes me sad, but I have hope. Plus
1: I think the ship looks stupid.
0: Everyone does. No okay. one likes it. It's just right. universal. Everyone just stares at it and says, That nope. looks like a Klingon d D five.
1: Yeah, yeah, with 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 a saucer just a rammed saucer. up its front. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, was like, and then people are like, well, that was one of the original designs for the old Phase 2 series that they were going to make and never did. It's like they didn't make it for a reason, and that shit yeah, looks terrible. yeah,
1: they didn't make it because it sucked.
0: And when they went and made Star Trek The Motion Picture, they still could have used that design, and they didn't because it's crap. However, you actually can see that ship model in Star Trek The Motion Picture. It's in the background of one of the shots at the shipyard. Just so you know. Nerd alert, I know. <laughs> so I think that'll wrap us up for today. How are you guys feeling? Well, super am good. Yeah. I'm super. Like it. Super. I'm super. Thanks for asking. All right. Well, if you have any constructive, as the slide says, comments or suggestions, let us know at LegionMyth.com on our Facebook page, at LegionMyth on YouTube under our videos. Let us know under this video how you feel. You can send us a little tweet. We'll take that too and we'll try to respond to you and also on Twitch let us know if you see this video on Twitch how you feel about it thank you to Thulula and BT Mycom for playing with us in the chat it's always fun to talk with you guys you can support Legion of Myth check our gear at spreadshirt.com or you can direct support us at Patreon.com. check out our podcast on iTunes any final words of wisdom guys?
1: well you know what go ahead
2: I was just saying I was playing with Incarnate.
1: It's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. All right. Well, I'm I'm actually glad that uh, that I, I, when I threw out the whole Fukushima thing, it, it got brighter after that. I was happy. It got brighter. It could, it'd could. it be hard to be darker after that. It would. It would. But I, I was expecting it to, like, flatten out. But no. We, <laughs> we, we, we overcame.
0: That's what we do. I'm
1: happy about it. Yes. All
0: right. Thank you, everyone, for watching, for listening. And remember you only have one life. Live it well, live it nerdy, and have a great Darnal Anomaly.